Welcome to this GRDC podcast, helping you increase the effectiveness of nitrogen fixation in pulse crops. Dry sowing pulse crops is the norm rather than the exception today. However, maximising nitrogen fixation is dependent upon a number of factors. To find out what they are, I was joined in the GRDC studio by Dr Liz Farquharson, Senior Research Officer at the South Australian Research and Development Institute, and her colleague and senior scientist, Ross Ballard. A lot of growers do dry sow. Probably the majority say their pulse crops dry these days for two good reasons. The first is that there's just advantages to crop growth in getting in early in the season. You're into warm soils, you can serve moisture, so you capture that first rainfall, and crop production is just better. The other reason is that um, there's just labour issues around sowing time. Farms are big operations these days and there's pressure on um, to get things in the ground early. And so if the pulses can be dry sown and that's out of the way, then they can focus on the cereal crop a little bit later. So they're they're the two basic reasons. It's not a a major risk in a lot of situations. So if you're going into a paddock that's had a good history of pulse, and uh, that pulse was well nodulated and the soil conditions are amenable to rhizobial survival, so they're not acid or saline or anything, then there's probably a very limited risk of dry sowing. It's really in the situations where um, you don't have that. There may be no pulse history or you're showing sowing chickpea that's got a very specific rhizobium requirement, that's where you need to consider the risk of sowing early and its potential impacts on nodulation of the crop. Okay, well what then are some tips for dry sowing, Liz? So I think the first thing to remember is that rhizobia are bacteria, so they're living organisms. They're very sensitive to desiccation or drying. Um, So when you're sowing them into a dry soil, they just are going to start to die off. And so when we dry sow, our aim is to have enough rhizobia present when the seed germinates um, with germinating rains that nodulation will still occur. So we like to have a high number of rhizobia on the seed at sowing and the longer the period between sowing and when that germinating rain comes, the higher the risk for poor nodulation. So generally we would say if you can't say, if you can see rain within two weeks of dry sowing, then your risk of inoculation failure is lower. So if a producer is dry sowing then, what do they need to know in terms of inoculation? I like to think of dry sowing as a series of risk factors as to whether you're going to get an inoculation failure or an inoculation success. So in terms of risk factors, number one is how long it's in the ground dry. So as I said, if you see rain coming within two weeks of sowing, that risk is reduced. If there's no rain on the horizon, that risk is a lot higher. The next risk is do you have a hostile soil? So something like an acid soil, that's an additional risk, something else that will cause um, death of the rhizobia on the seed. And the third one is, are you applying a seed chemical dressing? And so if you are applying your inoculant as peat on seed and you're applying a seed chemical dressing, that's another thing that can kill the rhizobia. So if you're in a situation where you have multiple risk factors, you really need to think about how can you reduce that. So reduction might be saying, I'm going to hold off and so moist for that paddock, or it might be, do I really need to apply a seed dressing in this situation? What might be the risk factor that you can reduce? And then on the opposite end, in terms of optimising, it's about increasing numbers or applying high quality products 
to maximise uh, the number of rhizobia there at the start and hopefully there'll be enough there when it rains to get good nodulation. What formulation rate should producers go with? Should they stick to the label or should they double up? Doubling up can be a good option, again, like uh, with another situation like acid soils. Dry sowing is another spot we um, suggest doubling up. Certainly with um, peat. So we've had done several studies applying peat slurry to seed, which is common practice, and we've shown uh, where you double the rate of peat applied to seed, you significantly increase the nodulation when dry sowing. If growers are going to try that, they should um, certainly do a practice run because adding twice as much peat in the same amount of water and then applying that on your seed can in some situations cause seeder blockages. So it can work really well, but they do need to keep an eye on it um, logistically. Granules can work um, well too, but granules certainly vary in their quality and their makeup. So there's different formulations of granules depending which one you buy and Granules aren't currently regulated in terms of quality control, so we do see a little bit of variation. But if you can use one that says it has a high number of rhizobia per gram, then that will give you a, a good option too. Okay, I just might add, um, in dry sowing uh, situations, um, just be aware that uh, some of the freeze-dried inoculants are not suitable to that application. Um, they work fine under moist soil sowing conditions but the freeze-dried um, products are pretty much naked cells of rhizobium so they're more vulnerable than peat and granular inoculants to desiccation and they shouldn't be used in dry sowing situations. The other point I would just uh, mention is that the industry as a whole is trying to improve the um, quality control around granules and there may be some coming out with what we call the green tick logo in the next year or so, so keep an eye on that. If that logo was on them, then rest assured that they're of um, good quality. So Liz, just taking one step back then in terms of doubling up, does that add up economically? certainly does if you're on an inoculation responsive site and you're under these stressful conditions like dry sowing or soil acidity. So we we ran a SAGET funded project over the last couple of years looking at dry sowing and we found on average doubling up your peat rate compared to the standard peat rate. We saw increases in nitrogen fixation of around 30 kilograms of N per hectare and we saw yield increases of up to 20%. Liz Farquharson and Ross Ballard, thank you for joining me in the GRDC studio. Thanks, Drew. Thanks very much.